all healthcare professionals participating in today's podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Vision Incorporated. Product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to this episode of Fine Tuned. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we have Drs. Mark Contos and Casey Claypool of Spokane, Washington with us. Dr. Contos is a cataract and refractive surgeon, and Dr. Claypool is an optometrist that runs the dry eye clinic within their practice. We welcome them here today to discuss the importance of diagnosing and treating meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, prior to cataract surgery, and the particulars of how they do that from a workflow perspective. Welcome, Dr. Contos and Dr. Claypool. Thank you, Rana. It's good to be here. Happy to be here. Hi, Dr. Contos. Would you just start with the top line of the importance of optimizing the ocular surface prior to performing cataract or refractive surgery? Sure. Over the past several years, there have been numerous papers published uh, with plenty of evidence demonstrating that the ocular surface evaluation is probably as important as the IOL calculation in successful cataract surgery. My colleagues and I have come to understand the critical need to examine the ocular surface. Uh, Its functioning is critical in the determination of uh, successful cataract surgery. Beyond that, we have also come to understand that all cataract surgery now is refractive in some form or another, even if a patient is not choosing a presbyopia correcting lens or astigmatism correction. Everybody's expectations are high these days, and they all expect to have good quality vision that is consistent and not fluctuating, and the ocular surface plays a huge role in that. Thus, a surgeon who does not evaluate the ocular surface and deal with it prior to cataract or refractive surgery is kind of operating at their own peril. And I think most surgeons understand that at this point. If not, they should. There certainly has been a surge of information on the important role of the ocular surface in quality vision, but it seems that many cataract and refractive surgeons are struggling to figure out how to fit this into a busy practice routine. Can you share how this is done in your practice? We have three primary sources from which patients come into our practice. The main pipeline is referrals from our optometric network. The second source is word of mouth referrals from other patients. And then the third is patients that find us organically in the community. Dr. Claypool and another optometrist in our practice, Dr. Heaton, have spent a lot of time working with our referring optometric community and educating them on the importance of examining meibomian glands an ocular surface and optimizing them prior to referring a patient for cataract or refractive surgery. While some are more attuned to this than others, uh, almost all do it to some degree, and that is incredibly helpful for us. But at the very least, patients referred from our optometric network have at least some education about the importance of optimizing the ocular surface. With new patients that are referred by other patients or those that find us organically, the initial examination includes an evaluation of the ocular surface and the meibomian glands. Sometimes I perform this initial examination, and sometimes Dr. Claypool does. But if the patient has any issues that need to be resolved, they are definitely passed over to Dr. Claypool so he can address them prior to surgery. In your practice, how do you fit in the examination of the surface and glands and treatment into your surgery schedule? As Dr. Kanto said, any patients that have dry symptoms or that are spending extra for a premium lens will have meibomian gland imaging. Uh, asking the right questions and imaging the glands really help to tease out structural issues prior to surgery, as many patients think their discomfort is normal or age-related, so they don't think to mention it. It's nice to be able to tell them that blockage of their meibomian glands is causing some of the issue they are having and that we can remove the obstruction. When we realize that a patient has gland blockage, uh, we try to perform the tear science lipoflow treatment as soon as possible, ideally on the same day. 
Uh, we explained that we want to prepare their eye for surgery, and the sooner we do this, the sooner they'll be ready. Does it take a lot of education and chair time to explain MGD and the need to improve the ocular surface to patients? Well, we have a variety of points of education throughout the office, you know, such as brochures and posters. You know, when you first enter the office, you'll note a streaming video on monitors in the waiting room. That, that educates our patients on the signs and symptoms of MGD. Uh, all of these prepare the patient. When we're examining the patient, if we pick up signs or symptoms, we don't ignore them. You know, in the past, if a patient mentioned irritated, burning eyes, we'd likely brush over that and talk about their cataracts, but we don't do that anymore. Addressing those concerns is now ingrained in how we practice. It really doesn't add a ton of time to the patient exam, but we are constantly bringing it up in multiple ways. Our surgery schedulers also do a really good job with patient counseling and further discussion if necessary. If the doctor diagnoses a patient with MGD and makes a recommendation for the tear science lipoflow treatment, the staff will follow up with that if there are more questions or concerns. Uh, this really helps to reinforce to the patient that it's the patient's prerogative to address it. But if some symptoms are worse after surgery, it may not be because of an issue with the surgery. This is a very important point as it helps to set the expectations, particularly if they don't accept the treatment. With your patients that decide to have the tear science lipoflow treatment, does that alter their timeline for surgery or necessitate additional appointments with them? If a patient has very severe issues, that might be the case. Those patients usually have been struggling for some period of time before they come to see us, and they understand that they will have a treatment plan for their cataracts and a separate treatment plan for their dry eye disease or dry eye symptoms. You know, but with most patients, they have some degree of MGD. We do all of our keratometry readings and scans at that first appointment. Then we also recommend MGD treatment, including the tear science lipoflow. Then we schedule them to come back in three weeks for surgery. Then we repeat all of the measurements and the scans just before surgery, do our final preoperative calculations, pick the lens we're going to use, and proceed to surgery. You know, waiting three weeks between initial examination and the cataract surgery is a typical amount of time in our practice. So there's really not much of a delay for these ocular surface patients compared to our usual cataract surgery patients. Some patients will continue to need treatment for dry eye disease following cataract surgery, and they understand that. What does the handoff of the patient between the two of you look like? Who is taking care of the patient and when? Well, in general, I see the patients for their preoperative visit, and if I determine that they have, that they have a need for treatment for dry eye or MGD, I hand them off to Dr. Claypool. He'll formulate a treatment plan for that, and then he'll execute it. When they come back on surgery day, I'll take care of them again. Following surgery, I may see them postoperatively or Dr. Claypool may see them. But if they need additional care for dry eye or MGD, Dr. Claypool is the expert in that and he manages their care. You mentioned earlier that most of your referring ODs are addressing dry eye disease to some level with their patients. Can you share more about how you've gotten to this point? Well, that's really Dr. Claypool's wheelhouse, so I'm going to let him cover that. Like Dr. Covento said, for many years, anything related to dry eye has been looked at as an annoyance and kind of brushed under the rug. So it's really been a paradigm shift to get optometrists to tackle it when they would rather be focusing on glasses or contacts. But dry eye disease is prevalent and it affects so many of our surgical measurements. So then patients have fluctuating vision postoperatively and blame the cataract surgery. But really, it's their underlying dry eye that was not diagnosed. So we really felt a huge need to focus on this with our referral network education. Fortunately, there has been a lot of awareness generated at industry meetings and in publications, so much so that even patients are aware of dry disease and MGD now. So that has made the discussion a bit easier. But we have spent many years hosting guest lectures and informational meetings to educate other physicians in our community. While we still have some that don't want to address it, we do see much greater awareness in our area. 
we have several offices in our area who have also invested in tier science lipoflow. So their patients come in all ready for surgery. It's fantastic. You mentioned earlier that if patients are made aware of ocular surface issues prior to surgery, they don't assume that post-surgical ocular issues like dry eye symptoms are the result of surgery. Why is disease education and treatment so important to the overall patient experience? I think addressing the ocular surface really helps set expectations properly. If they are aware of their ocular surface situation, they understand that their vision may fluctuate some, and they don't think it's a negative result of surgery. And they recognize that maybe they need to reconsider the dry eye treatments we've recommended. They're not calling us and telling us that something's not right with their eyes. Overall, it makes a big difference in their understanding of what the outcome of their surgery should be. Beyond the fact that treating dry eye and MGD gives us better outcomes, Our patients know that we are working hard for them, and I think it elevates our practice image in their minds as well and lets them know that we want to take care of them. I'd just like to add that this really should be compared to the dental model in that 100 years ago, nobody brushed their teeth, and now we have this great preventative education out there. Just like dental care, high blood pressure, and so many other things, the earlier we catch dry disease, the better. When we educate patients, they understand and take ownership in doing what they can to improve their symptoms. This is good for the practice, but also really good for the patient. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and experience with us here today. To our audience, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Fine Tuned. Important product safety information. Indications and important safety information for Tier Science Lipoflow Thermal Pulsation System. Prescription only. Indications. The Tier Science Lipoflow Thermal Pulsation System is intended for the application of localized heat and pressure therapy in adult patients with chronic cystic conditions of the eyelids, including meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, also known as evaporative dry eye or lipid deficiency dry eye. Contraindications. Do not use this Tier Science Lipoflow System in patients with the following conditions. Use of the device in patients with these conditions may cause injury. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Ocular surgery within prior three months, including intraocular, oculoplastic, corneal, or refractive surgery procedure. Ocular injury within prior three months. Ocular herpes of eye or eyelid within prior three months. Active ocular infection. Active ocular inflammation or history of chronic recurrent ocular inflammation within prior three months. Eyelid abnormalities that affect lid function ocular surface abnormality that may compromise corneal integrity. Precautions, use of the tear sign slip of flow system in patients with the conditions described in the tear sign slip of flow instructions for use may result in reduced treatment effectiveness because these conditions may cause ocular symptoms unrelated to cystic meibomian glands and require other medical management. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Warnings, caution, use carefully may cause serious burns. Do not use over sensitive skin areas or in the presence of poor circulation. The unintended use of the device by children or incapacitated persons may be dangerous. Adverse effects, onset or increase in eyelid eye pain requiring treatment procedure discontinuation. Eyelid irritation or inflammation, ocular surface irritation or inflammation, and ocular symptoms may occur. Attention, reference the Tier Science Lipoflow Thermal Pulsation System instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Thank you.